This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Pete Richards celebrating his 80th birthday today. 80. Rolling Stones at 848 on your Monday morning. Bill O'Reilly's here every Thursday at 840. It's the highest rated segment of the week here on WABC. But knowing this is our last week, after Friday we'll be back in 2024. Bill agreed to do the show twice, which is an honor for us, trust me. It doesn't get better than O'Reilly. So here he is at uh, 849 on your Monday morning. Good morning, Bill. How are you? You know, I'm uh, fighting the monsoon out here. Got my little pontoon oh, and uh, snorkel. <laughs> uh, How bad is it out there on Long Island? Because not, where we live by the bad. beach in Rockaway, it was bad. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you got in this morning. Um, I'm on a little hill, and, and uh, the water's rolling down the hill. Uh, but the terror dog won't go out. That's no. how bad it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dog. Oh, I'm looking God. at the terror dog going, um, uh, it's time. No way. <laughs> no way. See, here in the city right now, we, of course, do the show from 3rd Avenue. We've got these big, beautiful windows. The Katsimatidis did build a beautiful studio. Looking outside, it's actually sunny in the city yeah, right now. It stopped. Right? Yeah, yeah. But we got hammered uh, in Rockaway. I know Long Island took a beating, too. I think Con Ed said there are about uh, 30,000 that lost power, so it was ugly, but I guess uh, that's his time of year. Here's how bad it is. de Blasio had to break his date this morning. <laughs> that's bad. This is the new Hugh Hefner, isn't it? Yeah, de Blasio? He really is, isn't he? Yeah, I, th- I think is. he is. He's got girls all over him. All the- My wife asked me this weekend, she goes, why? I go, he's got money. He stole like a billion dollars from the city, him and his wife. Stole. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, look, I want to get to uh, to the whole Israel situation because, um, you know, I talk to you, obviously, the most. I respect you the most. And I had some nice conversations with uh, our mutual friend Mark Levin about this yesterday. And Jews are pissed. I'm pissed. Levin's pissed. Uh, we don't want to hear about a two-state solution. We've been trying that bill, as you know, for the better part of 70 years and whether it's Hamas or some other Palestinian government, eventually they go to war. And we kick their ass, and they're nice again for a little while. Then they go to war, and we kick their ass, and it's the same thing over and over again. But what they did on October the 7th, there is no going back from that. So while Lloyd Austin sits there this morning trying to tell the Israelis what to do, while Joe Biden publicly humiliates Netanyahu, i got to tell you, Screw the U.S. This needs to be done the way Israel is doing it and needs to be done now. Decades of this stuff, we've had enough. All right. Um, there are two aspects to the story. There's a personal aspect that you're hitting on. And, of course, that's right, because all you have to do is go back to 9-11. And if Israel uh, was telling the United States how to handle al-Qaeda, uh, how would we have received that? That's right. That's it. It's as simple as that. The second um, aspect is the public relations aspect. Um, so the world doesn't like Israel, generally speaking, the third world in particular. Um, and there are a variety of reasons for that, most of them not valid, usually on a motion. But what the Biden administration is trying to do is trying to say, okay, we're the voice of moderation and reason here. And we're going to appeal to the Netanyahu government um, to be more strategic in its uh, waging of the war. It's not that the U.S. government objects to Israel 
dismantling Hamas. They don't. And I know this for a fact because I wrote Killing the Killers. Our U.S. intelligence agencies are helping Israel pinpoint all of the terrorists that they can and, and waxing them, taking them out. So the United States wants Hamas to be dismantled. It's in our best interest to have all of those people dead. Now, as far as the politics is concerned, then you go back into incompetence because the Biden administration is incompetent. And that's where it really gets annoying because we should have the finest minds in the world working on this and giving the American public a realistic view. There is, it is impossible to have a two-party state solution when there is only one state, okay? Gaza, the Palestinians, Hezbollah, the West Bank, they aren't countries. They don't have responsible leadership. They aren't looking for detente or improvement. They're looking to kill Jews. That's it. And so as a historian, when you look at Japan in World War II or Germany, you couldn't go in and say, you know what, guys? If you leave Malaysia and Czechoslovakia, we can forge a, you know, a uh, peace agreement and avoid World War II. They weren't going to do it. And this is the same thing with Hamas. They're not going – they don't want a peaceful solution. They don't want it. So what is all this rhetoric about you know, to stay – what is this? It's just garbage. It, it wastes people's time. It presents false hope. A strong leader would tell the nation just what I told WABC listeners right now. Yeah, but here's the problem. It's not just garbage. It's selfish. And what I mean by that is Biden knows he ain't going to win Michigan because Dearborn is basically Gaza Part 2. He knows now that all these young kids around this country, there was a poll in the New York Post this weekend. The overwhelming majority of 18 to 24-year-old kids in this country would like to see Israel annihilated and Jews removed from the map. So it's not just that he's inept or he can't get it done. He's evil because he knows this. He would rather get the Arab vote, even if it means Jews dying, and talk about this two-state solution nonsense. That's what this is about. He's afraid he's going to lose, and he wants that vote. There's an element of that for sure, um, because the Biden administration is feckless, word of the day, feckless. I've said this many times. Joe Biden is a man for no seasons. Remember the movie A Man for All that. Seasons? I love that. Thomas More. Yes. Okay. I Thomas More had principles, and he was executed by Henry VIII because he had principles. <laughs> Joe Biden's a man for no seasons. He has no principles. Once he was pro-life, okay, now he's not. Once he was for guns, now he's not. Once he was a tough guy on crime, now he's not. <laughs> I mean, once, once, once he actually called black people predators, now he's okay uh, he's with BLM with riots. The, yeah. He was hanging with the Klan guys in yeah. the Senate. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was buddies. Right. Buddies and, don't be, and, and don't guys. forget, he was also a guy just like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and others that 15 years ago was all about securing the border. Now he's no, sure. Yeah. sure. Look, every single issue, the guy has flopped on it because he wants power. 
And Jill Biden is like that, too, by the way. Jill gets a pass. Jill, boy, behind the scenes, that woman's <laughs> calling a lot of shots. Totally agree. And so, you know, nobody should be surprised by this. As far as the younger people, 18 to 24, I mean, I don't take a poll about them seriously, Sid, and neither should you. They don't hate Jews. Or they they want to smoke pot. I mean, they don't. They just, they, remember when you were eighteen to twenty four? I yeah. remember when I was. Yeah. I was horrifying. Don't ask me anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This, this is a, this is a group that really doesn't know anything. Oh, I agree. But that's so. But the, but they're still they dangerous. Say, they're still dangerous. Because tonight, I, I, I hope you watch the No Spin News tonight. Okay. Because on this topic, I have Bernie Goldberg, one of the best reporters in the country. Love him. For, for decades on CBS. Yeah, I used him on a factor. I used him on No Spin News. And he, by the way, by know, the way he, he was also great on Real Sports with Brian Cumble. Yes, great. right. But he ran into trouble there because HBO is so far left. Right. Um, but I want to know from Bernie uh, – have you experienced anti-Semitism in, in all of your life and your travels and everything? Bernie Goldberg? I mean, yeah, let's <laughs> see. And then coming up right behind him, and Bernie's going to talk personal. I got Bishop Robert Barron, the most eloquent yes, yes. Catholic speaker in the country. Yep. Great show. Okay? Yep. And I want him to deal with anti-Semitism from the Christian point of view. So that's What's going on on BillOReilly.com, no spin news tonight. But I, I do believe, and I'm in a minority right now, I don't believe most Americans are anti-Semitic. I don't. And um, I've been to every state, every major city. You know me. I'm, I'm all over the place. Yes. I know this country as well as any human being that lives in it. I know every part of this country. And I don't think most people are haters. I don't think they, they hate Jews or blacks. This is fabricated to divide by the progressive movement. But the reality is that now Jews are suffering. That's so right. Good, good people have to rise up in defense of American Jews and Israel. They have to. You can't just sit it out. You know, your point is right. You're a thousand percent right. There are not more anti-Semites than people who respect the Jews. You're right. But when you talk about the divide, it goes back to what you've been complaining about for years with me and Bernard and your, on your own, which is the media. And that's oh. all you see. So when you say oh. you don't believe the college campuses hate the Jews, well, I got news for you, Bill. Claudine Gay is still working at Harvard, and Kornbluth is still working at MIT, and the lady that stepped down to Pennsylvania is still getting paid. What is the message? The message is you can hate on Jews. You can defend Hamas. You're not even going to get fired. Well, that's absolutely right. Number one, the media focus is always on strife. So if there's a, a campus organization that brings together Jews, Christians, and atheists or whatever, they're not going to get any coverage at all. You're never going to hear about them. The second thing is that the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, protects its own. So these college presidents, these are champions of DEI. And so when they get into trouble, 
because that is a fallacious movement, okay, it's, it's a destructive to our country movement, DEI, then they get protected by other DEI people who put them there in the first place. You know, it, it's, it, this is a cycle, and we're in a down cycle now, and you, were at, you pinpointed it. Rosenberg pinpointed it. It's the media coverage that drives the perception. And the media only covers the anti-Semitic stuff. That's what it's covering. Well, I got to tell you, <laughs> right now, we'll wrap up this uh, great conversation. It's always amazing with you, Bill, always amazing. We'll wrap it up with Trump. I mean, just another great week for Trump. Poll numbers. Uh, Biden continues to do real dismal. Now with seven swing states going into Trump's direction. Even the media this morning, they were trying to sell that Nikki Haley is gaining on Donald Trump in New Hampshire. How ridiculous is this primary conversation at this point? I mean, I know they hate Trump. They'd rather have yeah. Haley than Trump, but but come on, Bill. This is off the CBS poll. Uh, I'm going to deal with that tonight uh, also. Haley is making strides in New Hampshire as Ramaswamy destructs. She takes Ramaswamy votes. Uh, and Christie is done. They're all done. But here's the interesting part. For, between now and January 2nd, nothing's going to happen, all right? This is like – we're like France now. Everybody just goes on vacation. Going, even even though we have to work a few days this week, <laughs> right. nobody's really working. Everybody's, right. you know, they're planning. Yeah. But DeSantis is going to have to drop out when he gets waxed in Iowa, which he will. So that's number one. He's through. All right? Haley is hanging tough, and she's got money. So she can hang on. She's going to get waxed in Iowa, too. But she'll do better in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is not a friendly state to Trump. And the reason is that the Boston media, which loathes Trump, extends into New Hampshire. The folks live in southern New Hampshire, Manchester, these towns. They get Boston media. They get the Boston Globe. That's what they get. They don't have their own media up there. It's too small a state. So New Hampshire's never been friendly. He'll win the New Hampshire primary. Trump will win there. But Haley will do well there. What will that mean, though? Nothing. (laughs) Doesn't mean anything. Right. Trump's got the nomination locked down unless the Supreme Court turns on him. And that I don't think is going to happen. You know, Trump's strongest part of his administration was the appointment of the Supreme Court justices who are traditional Americans who want to uphold the Constitution. Right. So there are now five of them on the Supreme Court. Roberts is conservative, but Roberts can do anything. He's the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court. You can't count on him anywhere. But you got you got five people in there in the Supreme Court who know what this is. They know that the uh, primary motive yep. against Donald Trump is not enforcement of the law. It's take him off the map. And he put three of those right there. And he put three of those right there. Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, and Kavanaugh. One more in the final two minutes. What do you think about uh, Gavin Wax and the New York Republican Club? That's who I was with two weeks ago when I was hanging out with Trump on that Saturday night at Cipriani's. Now talking about bringing Trump to the South Bronx because Donald Trump really thinks he can win New York. Your thoughts? Well, he can't win New York, so that's okay. They can bring him wherever they want to bring him. Jimmy Carter went to the South Bronx, remember? <laughs> remember that? Were you, no, you were no, a little I, I was only 12. <laughs> okay. So 
I didn't cover it because I was too young, too, but I remember it. And Jimmy went to the South Bronx, and he said, I'm going to clean this up. And he didn't, of course. Um, you can clean the South Bronx up, but you can only do it with martial law. You'd have to go in and you'd have to suspend uh, all kinds of uh, rights to clean that place up. Because now it's run by criminal gangs. Yep. Criminal gangs run the South Bronx. That's it. Yep. So you can pour billions and billions. Trump's not going there. He's not. And he's not going to win New York. You know me. I'm gonna, I call it like it is. He's just not. The, the machine in New York, the Democratic machine, is far too powerful. They mobilize minorities. The minorities, Trump's been demonized there. Um, and so he's not. And I, don't, I wouldn't waste my time if I were him, to tell you the truth. Yeah, hard to argue that. Idiots here. Uh, except for you. You're brilliant. I love you. Thank you for doing this, not just today, but twice this week. Another great conversation. And tell folks, Bill, with Christmas exactly a week from today, yeah. all the great deals they can get at BillOReilly.com. I hope people go to BillOReilly.com. We, uh, we're saving you a lot of money, and we got the mugs, we got the hats, we got uh, Killing the Witches. All 13 killing books bundled for you in one thing. We send them to you. Oof. Fabulous, fabulous awesome. stuff. And and I just want to make one announcement. I will be starting for the Jets on uh, on Christmas Eve. All right. I'm better than Simeon. I'm better than he is. I think you are. I, think I am. All right? I am a better quarterback. Now, I know I'll be in traction after the first uh, quarter. Okay? I know. Yeah. I know. Look. I mean, you could you could have the Dixie Chicks block better than the Jet Line is. It's true. I, those Dixie Chicks are tough. I'm bringing the Dixie Chicks in to play on the offensive line for the New York Jets. That's what I'm doing. Uh, no, they are tough, and that, that offensive line is porous. I mean, Zach Wilson's a terrible player, but he did take an awful beating against I Miami. Thought gonna I thought we were going to behead him. he was going to be beheaded on the field. He came close. He uh, was concussed. It was like, yeah. oh, my God. Well, by the way, if you get hurt, you'll just join Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson on the injured list like the rest of the Jet quarterbacks. Look at, so. I have great <laughs> outfits. I could stand there on the sideline. You love my outfits, man. <laughs> Bill, you're the best. I love you, pal. All right, Thank we'll so talk much. again on Thursday. Thank I can't wait. Me. Thank you. Right. The great Bill O'Reilly. He's got a big show tonight, folks. You heard that. BillOReilly.com. No spin news. Make sure you check that out.